0: Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Ash Johns is a certified psycho-spiritual life coach, ancestral healer, and conscious business strategist who spent the last nine years at the intersection of personal growth, spiritual practice, and tradition reclamation and online business industries. Her work has touched thousands of women, femmes, and women identifying people to heal core ancestral wounds, preventing them from trusting their gut and being the change in the world, even in uncertain times. She revolutionizes the way women show up up in their sovereignty and their business and in society through deep generational healing, actualization, compassion, and practicality. I am so honored to have you on the show. I love listening to you speak. So if you are just meeting Ash for the first time, you're welcome. You are in for such a treat today. Welcome.
1: I am so excited to be here. Thank you ah. for inviting me on. Thank you for this warm welcome. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Hi. Your energy is just the absolute
0: best. So I've discovered you, I think, two years ago now. And I just love listening to you talk every time I see something on Instagram or I hear something or I read something on your site. I'm just instantly like it's like a wave or a cleansing of Healing. And so I can't wait to dive in with you today. Before we really dive in, I have lots of questions selfishly, but I would love for you to just share a little bit about your journey and how you got into this work and really anything that feels important to share before we dive in.
1: Thank you for the invitation to do that. Um, what I'll say is, I just want to acknowledge that we're here together. You know, thank you for being able to be in space together. We're on opposite sides of the country, and yet the wonderful internets have held the space for us to commune. I want to honor those who are listening to our voices in the future right now. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in and being the most beautiful audience that you are. I want to honor those who are walking with us, the ancestors, the guides, the elemental spirits, the lands that we're working on, and the deities that are within us and around us. And uh, I just ask for blessings for this communication, for this time of connecting and teaching and listening and communing and having a good ass time. <laughs> and so it is. And so and it now is. now you know why Ash is on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Always gratitude, give thanks and blessings. Yeah. So yeah, I I often tell people that this truly is my life's work and the reason why I incarnated in this world at this time and this family um, and on this planet, you know, because as long as I can remember, I've always looked at family patterns and generational patterns and looking at healing and growth and what would break those patterns, um, so that I can live my best life and be as free or as authentically myself as possible. So I say that I was born into the work. I've always been a spiritualist. I was raised in a spiritual church, even though I was raised Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always been sensitive to spirit and energy and can, was considered as a young child, a medium, and I still consider myself to be, but that's not the work that I do, which we'll talk Mm -hmm. about in a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there was times in my journey where I was into plant medicine and the ancestors would come to me through that, or it was through yoga and ecstatic dance, or it was through, you know, literally doing some spirit work, like ritual work and ceremony with elders and purification, um, ceremony. So there's always been a component of like ritual and healing and embodiment and spirituality that brings me back to ancestors and generational pattern healing. Mm. Now I've done a lot of things along the way I've worked in Mm. advertising. (laughs) I've always been a communicator and we can talk all about the business of healing and spirituality, but, um, this is who I've always been. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So for those listening who might be new or have like heard this word ancestral trauma or ancestral healing, um, I know it's become quite popular actually. Um, over the last couple of years, I myself have gotten deeper and deeper into it. I have a deep Catholic um, past that I've been working on um, with one of my healers. And that's just been bringing up so much beauty actually, and has connected me so much deeper to those spirits. I just totally resonate with what you were saying, because I was raised in the Catholic church and I too felt that connection to spirit, Mm -hmm. but just in such a different way. And now in my life, I'm like more connected to mother Mary and more connected to these amazing, you know, deities and saints in such a healthy way. (laughs) Um, And I'm so grateful for the work. And I was a little skeptical to be honest before I did the work, just what it really means. And I love how you say heal or heal. What did you say on your, heal your inherited past. And I think that's so powerful because A lot of times it's hard to really know, like, is this mine Um, or did I come in with this? And really deciphering all of these questions have been coming up for me. But before we even go there, what does it mean to have ancestral trauma? Do we all have it? Does everyone come in with it? Like, What is your definition of this for maybe those that are just hearing this for the first time on this podcast? What does this mean?
1: I almost wish this was like a video podcast. Cause like people would see like your movements and I'm like, eee! like, I'm like cheesing so hard. Like you can see all of my teeth and I forget the number of teeth we all humans have, but whatever I have my wisdom teeth out. So all my teeth minus the wisdom teeth. 20 okay. something. <laughs> <laughs> so I define, um, ancestral trauma as things that happen in the past with other people who came before us with whom we are blood and spiritually connected to, Um, that has come through into our lifetime and is influencing consciously and unconsciously our behaviors, thoughts, and ways of being. Mm. And that can be from a that's really just ancestral inheritance, if you will. The trauma of it is obviously the hardship and the struggles or the fears and the limiting behaviors, beliefs, and energetics, and just traumatic things that happen in humans' lives, right? That never got metabolized or worked on or addressed through therapy, healing, whatever modalities back in the days that they did or did not do, right? Ritual, song, dance, so forth. Mm -hmm. Now, there's also... Ancestral blessings, the beautiful things that are running through our blood and bones and blessings and, and good energies and helpful things and wisdoms um, that we also have within us and around us. So ancestral healing can be, to me is the is the exploration and reclamation of all of that, the healing of all of those things, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I say good, bad with, with the air bunny things, <laughs> um, air quotes because you might think that something is bad, is actually really quite good. And something is good. is actually really bad for you. And in, in the sense of the context in which you're living, but what's more interesting to me to talk about is there's a lot of different ways to do ancestral healing work or ancestral connection work. So a little bit, you know, anyone who's passionate about what they do when someone's like, Oh yeah, I'm doing that too. Or I, you know, anyone's like, yeah, I'm sure as a marketer, you're like, what's the marketing strategy then? Oh, like yeah. That, yeah. you know, like, Tell how's me that more. working for you? What's how's the, the, your funnel? What's the metric? <laughs> Exactly. And so I feel the same way, like gratitude for, again, the reclamation and the awareness of ancestors that we are living with and are carrying things more than us, because we've been living in this consciousness of just the I, 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 the individual perspective, my consciousness. So gratitude's the expansiveness and the connectivity here. And all ancestral healing ain't the same, you know, (laughs) and just like every social media marketing person is not the same. Um, Every coach is not the same. We can all go through the same program, but we all have a difference. So what I think is so important is differentiating the difference between ancestral remembrance of like song dance lifestyle ways of living. That's ancestral that's being reclaimed and remembering your native tongue, the place Mm -hmm. your people are from the recipes, you know, things like that. The ways that we would live or treat our children that's great then there is ancestral communication and connection divination mediumship you know speaking to the ancestors in whatever way works for you tarot is a good way to medium between the worlds and venerating the ancestors let me honor the life that you live i'm grateful for you whether i know your name or not honoring them brings life force energy from them to you and allows them to settle on the other of the other side. And then to me, ancestral healing is coming into a deeper relationship with the experiences of the ancestors so that they can heal, Mm. which is another level. A lot of times people are defining ancestral healing of let me heal my ancestral trauma. That's been passed down to me. I'm interested in both you healing the trauma, your ancestors healing, because that is what changes the energetics and the behavior and the imprint of your whole lineage which is what I'm coining whole lineage healing.
0: Yes, I love that. And I'm so glad you brought that up. I'd love to just stick with that a little bit further because that idea of being able to heal my lineage back when maybe they didn't have the same luxuries or privileges or Mm -hmm. coaches or guides or time or money or whatever it may be to do this healing work It feels really powerful to me and I feel deeply connected with my ancestors when I think about whole lineage healing. And I would just love you to speak to that a little bit more and just share that, you know, it is totally possible and how that works maybe in in your work.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is my trademark proprietary process. And I'll say that for the lovely people who are here. So if ever you're thinking of whole lineage healing, I'm your girl. Um, (laughs) But what that entails is not just our wisdom of what we know about healing. It's actually the ancestors having the space now to reclaim the practices that would metabolize trauma, right? Some of them were so caught up and were required to survive or to do whatever they needed to do to provide or to birth children and all their energy is going through mothering that they didn't have the time to go and sing the songs or maybe the songs were lost or the person who was the elder in the family passed on before that rite of passage. So it's a little bit of like, what are the resources we currently have? And let me go into ceremonial space with my ancestors and call to them. But also, what who further back remembers before we were suffering from this money mindset scarcity, mm-hmm. or before anger was always our first knee-jerk reaction, or before vulnerability as a feminine-bodied person is something that was. Mm, like an Achilles heel, as opposed to a powerful thing. Like, can we go back in time when that wasn't the case? And what were our practices around these things back then before the trauma came into the lineage? And when you go further back, the ancestors come forward to let you know what life was like. And, you know, especially within the context of like race and immigration and socioeconomics, everyone's like, oh, we've lost this. And there's no way white people can reclaim this and black and Brown people have lost this and all these things. And I'm like, y'all, nothing is lost in spirit. The ancestors remember it all. If we take the time to go back with them and call them forward and ask them to show us, and we're working with the right ones. So yeah, we get to embody the healing that happens in the lineage, but the ancestors are also bringing forth what's been forgotten and explain to you why important, why it's important and like how to use it in modern time.
0: Mm, Thank you for answering that in such a lovely way. I just love feeling the connection like even right now as you're speaking to my ancestors and knowing that like it sort of feels like to me we're in this together now and me making that conscious decision to honor them and include them in my journey now here has felt really less lonely too, in a lot of
1: ways. Once you heal some stuff, because some of my ancestors were not on the best. Term. You're right. It's just totally it. Like, I'm not yeah. going to lie. You know, people are like, oh, I'm a little nervous because I'm going to open up Pandora's box. And I'm like, well, Pandora's box is still already messing with you. Yes. It's going to be a little intense when you first go in, but then you do gain literal like support mm-hmm. to know that a lot of times we're working on ourselves and constantly healing self, 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 and the stuff is beyond you and it's not yours. So when they come in, it's like, all of us are at the round table. Like y'all are doing your part. I'm doing my part. This all feels so good. You're like the amount of love. I'm sure you can speak to this, that you receive and you realize who you walk with and where you come from is just a gift, like a true gift.
0: Yeah. I remember the first time I felt, um, this like deep, deep connection to an ancestor. Like you said, I don't know her name, but I've seen her and I was actually afraid, um of what i saw and i didn't know if it was good or bad and i think what i love about the work that you do it's like it's not black and white right it's both yeah. and so i learned that through you and through listening to you talk it's like well it's not good or bad there's a lesson sitting there for me and a healing opportunity and so sort of becoming friends with this entity or this energy that I have felt actually afraid of at times. I'm like, oh, wait, that's a gift for me. Um, And it's just a matter of picking it up. And I love what you said about, um, you know, we come in with stuff, right? And I came in head on with crazy anxiety And with the amount of anxiety I have, you would expect, or a psychologist would expect who has said this to me, like there to be some sort of trauma there in my childhood. I had the most picture perfect, like loving parents, really nothing hidden, right? Really, truly so loved every day, but this pending doom, of fear, and I've done so much work with my anxiety. But my question that I have, and I know I came in with this—nothing in this lifetime gave me this. I've maybe had this for a thousand years, and and that's how it feels sometimes. And this is my opportunity to heal it and go in. But how can you decipher, or how do you know, or? it doesn't even matter, I guess, um, in the work that you do, what are some ways to help people sort of identify, well, is this yours or did this come from this or, or do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Honestly, I, I really love that. Thanks for teasing it up and using your own story and life as an example. So, so sweet. So, so, I so sweet. I have
0: no reason in this lifetime to <laughs> be as anxious as I am, let me tell you. So, I feel you. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: actually yeah. one of my favorite examples, though, because anxiety is so prevalent and everyone goes into like the diagnoses, no knock, obviously, on like modern science. And like, I respect the degrees and the licenses and all the things, totally. but also as a spiritualist. I know that some of these diagnoses and these symptoms are much deeper and they're not ours. So the most simplistic thing you could possibly do to get an answer around this is to first get deeply relaxed and grounded in your own body in whatever way, like after a massage, after some lovemaking, after a good yoga session, sauna, whatever gets you like very calm and settle some breath work, meditation, whatever, and then, um, a good workout. Okay. Um, and then ask yourself, like, let the experience of like anxiety or whatever it might be, let it come into your body where you're aware of it, but, but controlling it mm. and ask it and yourself, is it yours? Mm. And you can also ask when that's not super clear. Cause it'll be like, yeah, but no, yeah, no, right. How right, right. does that then say, what percentage of it is mine? And what percentage of it has been inherited or from some out, somewhere else? You can even go so far, if you're a wacko like me, I mean that not to be an ableist or to make fun of anyone who feels a little unstable emotionally or mentally. I use it just for colorful language. So forgive mm-hmm. me. Um, but I do like to go to the edge of things. I will tell you that. <laughs> so if you're like me and you like to go to the edge of things, um, I will say, show me who it originally belonged to. Mm-hmm. I like to do these things. I like to face things. Now, if that's a bit much, then don't do it. Right. So you can do that and see what your response is. And that tells you a whole, whole, whole lot. The other thing that I tell people is just assume that like 40% of it is yours and 60% of the narrative, yeah. right? Yeah. Because like whatever happened historically in your lineage has continually been passed down and it takes different forms and different narratives and different symptoms until it plays out in your own life. So Mm -hmm. your version of it playing out is a little bit different than maybe your mother's and your mother's mother's and your mother's mother's mother's, but there's a thorough line that creates the generational pattern, but Mm -hmm. the core ancestral trauma is what we want to get to with the ancestor first came into the lineage with. So anything that's happening in your life, that's being perpetuated and reinforced through your own psyche and your own lived experiences, that is yours to do all the things we're currently doing. Go to therapy, go to psychology, somatic healing, dance. All the things, but getting to the core issues so it will continue, it will stop actually perpetuating through the lineage where it'll stop compounded, compounding an experience that we want to take it to the ancestors to do their healing on.
0: Yeah. So that was going to be one of my questions down the line is people might be listening to this and be like, why would I want to do this? Like, this sounds really maybe awful and scary and hard. So why get into this work? Like, what are some of the healing benefits? Like, what are some of the transformations that you've been able to witness that, like you said, this is, you were born into this work. This is your purpose. This is your passion and what makes it so healing.
1: Well, let me actually answer that question in the most indirect, but direct way possible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because the direct way would be like, here's the benefits. This is what you're going to get from it. And everyone's like, okay, that sounds good. But then someone else would say, I can get all of that without doing the deeper work. So it's really not about the results so much in your own life. To me, it's about, I have two kinds of clients. There are folks who are thinking of, or are already parents Mm -hmm. And they're like, I realize out of all the work I've done, out of all of the achievement, all the great things I've done, I'm still afraid of or dealing with or struggle with or have this issue. I'm becoming my mother and becoming my father. And they did that from their parents. So all this work, right. we're still have the same thing happening. What the fuck? Right. Yeah. So they're like, I don't totally. want to file. Right? <laughs> I've done
0: so much work. And sometimes I'm like, and I'm John Letko, my dad. There you go. Right. <laughs> and I'm, there he is.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so they're like, I really want to heal the unseen generational patterns, the core wounds for my children. Yes. For me, I want to have a better life, but also for my children's so less one people. The other person is I really want my full life. I want to be in my destiny. And my generational patterns and inherited ancestral trauma is stopping my soul's calling. That's not cool. I'm done with it. So there's that. But the reason why I want to talk about it outside of those two issues, those two perspectives is the end of the day, consciousness continues. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about being the change, we want to be in the world and to come together in unity consciousness and social justice and love and sisterhood. All that stuff is just language and talking if we're not willing to get to the core issues that create the fears that made us have these separations and comparison syndrome and um, jealousy and creating oppressive systems that create segregation and separation amongst us and all of these things. How can we ever build the new world if we continue to put buildings and pretty pictures and stained glass over the mounds? Mm -hmm. of dirt, of like, you know, trash and grave. Like we have to excavate and clean up to be very thorough and pristine in our coming together as a human race and as beautiful people living next door to each other, right? Like my work is very expansive, but comes back down to the practicality of our day-to-day. So Mm -hmm. to me, we've done all the intellectual work. We've done all this history. We have all this psychology and still we feel alone and we're afraid. And there's like something happening underneath it's because we're trying to behave differently on top of all of these ancestral traumas and fears. Right. That's the problem. So that's the reason why we need to do this work. If you want all of the abundance and the freedom and the confidence and the connectivity and the sisterhood and all this great stuff, check, let's, check, check, let's check, do it. Like this go. gets it. You yeah. know. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I'm not gonna knock the other ways of working. It's just not as deep and concise for a forward-moving world, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so beautiful. I, you noted, I, uh, you touched on a couple of different things like imposter syndrome and jealousy and these sort of patterns that a lot of us feel. Um, what are some of like the, you've been doing this work for a long time. Like what are some of the most common patterns that you see? So maybe someone's listening. They're like, Oh, I have that. I have Wait, I have that. You know, how can we start to like tap into some of these patterns that are like sixty percent ours, forty percent not, right?
1: Yeah, so good. So this one, I'll do the patterns and I'll do the results because it is fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I still am a coach. I'm a spiritualist. To my marketing heart. (laughs) The results. What is the answer? Right. So, and it is a delight. Don't get me wrong. I love to see my clients' lives change. But some of the things is like. Oh, my favorite, amazing women have done incredible things, feel called to do like the next level and are terrified to take action, even though they have all the evidence in their life and they're around the most amazing women. They have the most access to whoever they want to work with. And still they're afraid of rocking the boat Mm -hmm. or every time they go to a new level, it's like, They've never done it before. And I'm like, what is that? You're literally considering to settle and not go all the way. You can do all the mindset stuff you want and the hacks you like. That's helpful to get action. But the core issue of doubting yourself, your confidence shaking over and over and over again when you've already been phenomenal, what is that? Yeah. That's one.
0: I see that every day in my coaching that self doubt. We have to work so much more on that. And I just want to shake these people because they're just the most brilliant, talented, Mm -hmm. gifted. I mean, with their talents and my marketing strategy, we could change the world and yet
1: they won't launch their
0: website, you know, and it just breaks my heart. That
1: paralysis, that deeper, Breath. it's all a survival thing. It's a fear mm-hmm. thing and it's ancestral, deeply ancestral. And when you start to shift that, you're like, what? I mean, don't get me wrong. You're going to still tend to your mind and think positive right. thoughts, but it doesn't debilitate you in the ways that that doubt does when you haven't done the work. So That's one of them. Another one is receiving wealth or money and then mm-hmm. giving it away right away. Uh-huh.
0: They, they that don't want to hold
1: on to it Can't yeah. hold on to it afraid. And then, and then associate that with hoarding. If you actually do hold and accumulate in order to right distribute in ways that you want. The other version of that is overworking, believing that work is only associated like hard work is the only way you can receive wealth or money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then working super hard and not receiving it. Right. And like pushing mm. it away. Mm. Um, one of my favorites is I want to change my life. I want a lot of ease and pleasure and like connection to happen. And then as soon as ease and connection and pleasure and depth occurs, you're pushing it away. That's another one.
0: I'm literally thinking of people in my <laughs> life that as you're speaking, I'm like seeing their faces. I just want to hug them.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then another one of my favorites is, um, really already being, highly intuitive and spiritual and just have a gut instinct, but because especially with women, we've been trained to survive in this masculinized male world. So we go all the way to logic and just bypass and ignore, and honestly disrespect our intuition and -hmm. our flow. And so a lot of times they'll be like, I feel like I want to do this and I deeply desire this. And I think I'm worthy of it, but all of my logic says I can't do it. And I'm like, what is that? That we've abandoned This part, which ancestrally, again, regardless your color, your background, what all the things we honor spirit and, and instinct and what was unseen. So what does it look like to heal that and have a balance between our logic and our like spirit bodies, if you will. I could keep going on. Obviously. (laughs) That's so
0: beautiful. Yeah, no, I just, it's just, we know, I mean, these are the patterns that we see, right? This is life and it doesn't have to be. And I think when I started doing a lot of this work, you know, I'm deeply spiritual and I've dabbled in a lot of different, you know, healing practices. And for me, the biggest realization is we're so comfortable being uncomfortable And we get used to the suffering actually, to the point where we actually keep people around in our lives that like remind us to suffer and that keep us there because it's actually comfortable, which is so fucked up. And that came up for me. I just took like this really long trip in Mexico for six weeks and for many, for a lot of the time I was alone, I ended, uh, leading this retreat body, mind business for like 30 women. It was transformational, amazing. But before my retreat, I was just having so many experiences and I, I realized I had a person in my life who I kept around to like, remind me of my unworthiness. And it like, I became conscious to it in this moment, doing this work by myself, because sometimes we just need to get quiet and I just never have enough time to get quiet. So whenever I go on vacation, it ends up being like this explosive thing because I'm quiet processing for the first time in two years. And the fact that we like keep ourselves limited and we, we do this and it feels comfortable. It feels like normal to suffer just like in the same way, one might have chronic pain and they get used to it. Like physically there's actually another way. And yes, you have to do deeper work, but it means like freedom. It means like connection. It means like real deep healing. And so I just love this conversation so much. And we could talk about this forever, oh, but, no think- but let me,
1: let me just tell everyone. Cause like, seriously, I wish y'all could see our faces. Like you're <laughs> my body is like moving in circles. I'm smiling so hard. My cheeks are turning pink, a total agreement. Like, mm-hmm. yes, that's so true. And there's just one point I want to make before you yeah. continue on. Cause it's so good. You know, people say if you're doing spiritual work and healing work and like all of us have a birthright to do this. Why would you charge like what, you know, all these kind of conversations, which is wild. I just want to bring this into context because the truth is whatever has been quote unquote lost ancestrally that we are interested in reclaiming in our spiritual practices and in our lifestyle and the quality of life can be achieved for free. If you really want it, if you'll do what you just did, you just described. And a lot of us do do, <laughs> which is go off and have space and get in nature and get quiet because all of our ancestors honored land and elements and space and quiet and stars to connect and to clear Mm. at the bare minimal. So if you are thinking like, how can I invest in this or what should I do? Literally pack up everything, give everything away and like go off on the edge for a while into the wilderness. Cause every great person, healer, leader, and every sacred book has done that. And you'll remember your answer. You'll heal a lot of stuff by having the space and quiet. But again, our modern lives don't allow that luxury. No. So I just want to point that out because that is like fill you so big. Everything that you just said was just delicious. I could sop it up.
0: <laughs> well, you just brought me into my final Question. And that was to, I was like, how am I going to bring this back to conscious business? And you just did. So thank you so much for teeing that up perfectly because that's the last thing I wanted to talk about with you and doing this work and charging for this work. And I always get so frustrated because a lot of my clients are just to point to that fact of, well, why do you charge for this? Okay, that is just, I get so mad. Um, and we're not going to, I'm not going to do a Krista rant. You guys don't worry. Um, they know my (laughs) rants, but, um, I just really believe in the sacred energy of money and I have like a whole thing with money and healing and Yeah. yeah. So that's for another podcast and for another conversation, but bringing it back to charging for this and the work that you do and receiving abundance and just bringing this all into business, um, the thing that frustrates me the most actually is that question because nobody has ever asked me, right. Why do you charge for this? And guess what? I'm doing spiritual work here too. It's just masked as a marketing agency, but I'm actually reminding people they can fly and reminding people of their light and like who they really are. That's what I, that's what I'm doing here. But I happen to have a marketing agency that, that allows me to do that. Right. So That's the hardest part for me because so many of my most talented, most sacred clients are healers, artists, musicians, and they'll get so much hate for charging a ticket price for an event, for a retreat, for a course, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, I'm charging exactly the same, if not more, no hates coming my way because I'm talking about it in a sense of business, but guess what? Like we are all here in this society Sharing our gifts with the world and 100% deserve abundance and everything that we desire, and especially to get paid for our gifts and our energy. I mean, more than anything else, I think the people that are doing the healing. So it gets me all riled up. And I love the idea of conscious business. And this is something that I talk about all the time. And I would love to hear your take on it in such a spiritual space, um, being who you are. And what it actually looks like to you in action. So, like in day to day, what does it mean to practice conscious business? Um,
1: are we sure we don't want part two for this?
0: <laughs> 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 well, well, maybe we'll tee up part two, but we can't not go there a little bit because totally. I love this about you.
1: Yeah, totally. To me, you know, there's a couple layers to conscious business. One, being in the business in your work and your divine gifts and offering them to the world is conscious business there. Like it would be incredibly unconscious and harmful to me in the world to be doing something that doesn't light up my soul and have a regenerative energy to it in alignment to why I'm here like that alone. So I was on a Facebook group of like women entrepreneurs and someone was talking about, which this might be controversial, but I don't think it is. I think it's hilarious. She was talking about feeling guilty for working on her business during her day job, even though she has a salaried, high paid, like VP position. And I was like, are you kidding? When I was in advertising in my glass corner office, I had my laptop turned around doing what I wanted to do. Like you're already out of integrity and out of energetic vibration and out of abundance by pretending in that day job to do this. Like, right. It's more an integrity to be aligned with what you actually want, even though you're physically there, right? Like how can you look at that differently? So There's a lot of ways of looking at conscious business, but that's number one, what I do that sustains my life, um, or what I do that I am called to do that is alignment to my gifts and my trainings and my soul's agreements and ancestral agreements deserves to be highly compensated for point blank period. And the reason being is money has actually nothing to do with it. Like money. I honor the energetics of money so much, which I would love to come back and talk about that through the context of healing ancestral wealth blocks one of my favorite things, (laughs) but like, um, you're the, what you do for a living, especially in sacred work has nothing to do with the money. We have a relationship with money and we have a relationship with what we do. And we have a relationship with the people that we get to do it with. And we can bring those things all together in this co-collaborative energetics thing. that's helping humanity is the way that I see it. Now, unconscious business um, is, you know, using marketing, you know this, I'm an ex-advertising person, you're an expert marketer, is like coming from the energetics of trying to force people to do something or manipulate people into do something or bring them into more negative imprints that ignite their ancestral traumas instead of bringing them into the possibilities of their desires and what needs to be shed in order to shine brightly. Like I'm happy to sell you your desires and to help you remember who you are in alignment with your Ancestors and each other, and the possibilities of this world, than to be like shaming you and your emotions and making you feel small, and like urging you with countdowns and things like that. Like it's now or later. I will drop the seed, and if we're meant to work together, we will. We will come around. You met me two years ago. I had no idea, right? Like how beautiful that we get to talk yeah. and be together right now. I know. I I so. love
0: everything you just said <laughs> about that, and I am such a big believer in that too. Where it's like dropping the seed and then letting it grow, you know, and for all of the amazing clients I've gotten to work with, I have literally said like, Oh, I'll work with them one day. Like to the point where people are like, are you insane? Like, so one (laughs) one of my best friends now is Trevor Hall. You might be familiar with him and his wife, Emery is my actual best friend. And we traveled in Nepal together and spend every waking moment texting. And And I remember it was like 2013 and, uh, he was in San Francisco for a show. And of course I knew who he was. And my friend was like, Oh, why will you come to a Trevor Hall show with us? And he knows this story. Otherwise I would not be saying this because it's so embarrassing. And I was like, when I go to a Trevor Hall show, it's going to be with Trevor Hall. Like, who says these kinds of things? Right. Okay. I never reached out, nothing ever happened. Right. I just like had this deeper knowing that we would like play together in a space where it wasn't fan to musician, but like in an equal space. Yeah. That's what I was saying. But sometimes my Gemini directness can come off a little bit, you know. Yeah. And okay. so, Sure enough, you know, three years later introduced friend of a friend. Now our, my husband is best friends with Trev and my best friend. And it just like, we started out as work and now we just became, you know, really powerful friends on the spiritual path. And it's just one of those things where it's like, if it's meant to be, And there's just this knowing that you don't need to force it. And I love what you said about selling you your desires and reminding you who you are, because if that's really your intention and that's really the energy that you're bringing to what you do, then you don't need to worry because your people will find you. And I have said, and it, Trevor's not the only one, but it's just so silly because I literally said that. And I had never said that before about somebody in my world. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do their launch one day. And then sure enough, you know, we get in touch and it's meant to be not every time, but most times when I'm that sure that I am meant to help their business at some point go to the next level, it happens. And that trusting has been, I think the key to success in my business is not knowing where as entrepreneurs, the money's going to come from six months from now. And that is the most beautiful, exciting. I don't know who's going to find me. I don't know who's going to email me and what project's going to fall into my lap. That's just going to be that full aligned. Yes, for both of us. And it feels so good to do it. And it feels so good to get paid doing it. And just everything feels good. And so for me, conscious business is that it's just feeling so good in the work, in the service, you know, and I'm just so excited to connect with you more because I just feel like we could talk forever. And you just touched on three of like the key pillars of a book Uh, that I'm working on around business. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm over here like a bobblehead, like nodding and (laughs) nodding
1: at what you're saying is so good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm learning from you, though. It's like I'm really learning and absorbing from these incredible leaders and teachers and healers in this space, and realizing that I have a role to play in it, and it's part of my dharma and it's part of my Mm -hmm. purpose to make sure that these teachings and messages and words get out in the right way, you know, and get out in a way that's connected and get out in a way where you get on a webinar where I ran all your ads and you're like, these are my people. And I'm like, I know <laughs> I like, you know, and it just feels so good. And I love my work. I'm madly in love with my work. And, and that's been such a healing practice in itself. And just getting to meet people like you through mm-hmm. it is just like, totally. That totally.
1: one, like, yeah, right, keep going. Like, like, keep that's going, exactly, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. You know, it was so interesting too when I think about conscious business, like I'm feeling it in what you're like laying a whole grid about um, the reclamation of business and like surviving mm-hmm. in a totally different way, not even surviving, thriving. Because think mm-hmm. about it, from, a, from an ancestral perspective, what you did for a living was whether or not your people your family survived, right? right? right. Like, couldn't you hunt? Are you a great craftsman? How do you do with your, what's that call where they were like, not the cobble makers, but like, you know, the uh, blacksmith, right? Like everyone had a skill, right? And so when you think about just the different struggles of being a human, whether it was feast and famine or like something happened and there was a fire and how we would, our occupations are so deeply connected to how we relate and how we connect with each other. So mm-hmm. when we come from business, from a conscious space of plenty and honor, and this is what I'm great at. And it's giving back and it's creating economy and energy circulation and trust and depth. Like there's a lot of healing that happens in conscious business, not just from an individual perspective, but from a collective and ancestral perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's huge. Like there was a time where people would stay in careers and jobs that they hated for years, decades. Yeah here we are in love with what we do and helping each other. Like, look at that. And it's hella abundant. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, and there's no fear. That's one area of my life where I've got it. I've got a lot of fear in other areas of my life, but if I can just channel that energy elsewhere, it's now where I'm learning to play because I too believe, you know, so deeply in everything that you're saying, but especially the healing, that has come along with my entrepreneurship journey. Like it's the most deeply spiritual journey Totally, is this entrepreneur? I mean, it's wealth and it's abundance and it's people and relationships and all of your stuff slapping you right in the face every single day. And it's just so beautiful. And I'm just so
1: grateful to know you. You too. It's such a delight. I, I love this. Thank you so much. It's like, You're one of those people that you talk to and you, I can't even shut the fuck up. Like it's so good. (laughs) Like, so great. I love it for having me. Like truly, um, this feels great. Thank you. It
0: feels really good. I have a couple of rapid fire just because this is for my own selfishness. I want to know. So just two questions and then we'll wrap up. My first question is what are you reading?
1: (laughs) Or the last like really great book. Okay. Um, the last really great book that I could not put down was Kashia Urbaniak's Unbound. Love mm-hmm. that. I like read it. I listened to it on audiobook twice, and then I had to buy the book and read it a third time. Okay. And, um, That's my next written... read, done yeah. and done. So, so good. Um, another one that I actually have with me, and it's funny because I got the audio, started it, didn't finish it, bought the actual hard copy sitting right next to me, and then my lover decided to give me another copy because he didn't know I had it. But it's um, Oprah's What Happened to You, Conversations Mm. on Trauma, Resilience and Healing with Bruce Perry. Mm. Um, I think it's interesting. It's probably a follow-up to Mark Wolin's um, It Didn't Start With You, Mm. which are great starting places for people who are interested in generational pattern healing and ancestral healing through the lens of psychology so that you're prepped to work with someone like me who goes directly to the spirits and the ancestors.
0: Oh, amazing. So, thank, thank you for know. sharing that. And my next question is who's your favorite person to follow? Ew,
1: Okay. Now I have to look, hold on a second. Gosh, yeah. so
0: who do you just like, you're here for it. You know, like mm. every post you're just love to be here for it.
1: Be honest with you, I have I just posted how I'm actually falling out of love with social media. Maybe you can change this for me <laughs> because I'm like, nah, every day I come in and I'm like, let me unfollow like 10 people because I okay, don't I do that. the same
0: thing, but I have to say, social media for me, I mean, I think falling in and out of love with social media is very normal, Natural. but me, okay, cool. <laughs> yes, but and totally okay. And <laughs> I would flow with that so. Actually sharing that as your answer is probably really healing for some people too, because they're probably like, yes, same. I don't feel inspired at all on social media. It's not your go-to place. And that's actually why I asked that question because social media for me right now is a place to learn and to discover and to connect. And I am very private with my personal phone number. I had to change my number last year. I was just burnt out with everybody having it. And so my DMS now are like this, like really sacred community. Um, and I've set a very clear boundary around my social media portal of who's allowed in and what the energy should be there. And like it's been really beautiful. Like, I really believe that in the same way we can curate an energy in like a store or a brick mm-hmm. and mortar space, we can do the same thing with our virtual space. That's, so, I reiki my social media and I cut that's the cord from social media because, as a marketer, there is a need for me to be available and present in an authentic way. And so, healing my relationship with the energy that is social media has been really big for me and cutting cords from it is huge. Like actually cutting the cord from your Instagram, like good night to my virtual
1: persona. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you something, Krista. I have a little bit of a knack for, because what happens is people will do ancestral healing work and then they realize what their actual true calling is or their purpose. Mm-hmm. And then all these other ideas start to come through. That's in an alignment. And because of my previous career, I'm really good at, extracting some things and I'm a projector anyway, coming back to what I want to tell you, that would be such an amazing course or like mastermind class of like from a marketer's perspective. Like healing your relationship. Yes, I would listen. Let me know if you do it so I can sign up. We can do it together. Right? Because, like, in my mind, I would love to have a different relationship with social media. I appreciate what it's done for me and my business. It's allowed me to meet amazing, incredible people who I love and like. And the flip side of that is, like, sometimes I feel uninspired. Sometimes I feel like I'm always connected to it. It's lingering and the energetics are around. So, like, that would be so beautiful, please.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm teaching, I have a 12 month container right now with that. I just started called witchy business. So it's allowing me to actually talk to some of these things that are more than just grow your email list and things like that, that are super important, but I needed a space and it filled faster than any other course I've ever launched which if that that. tells you something, you know, people are here for this work and I'll definitely think about maybe doing a test run in that program because it's something I work with all the time. We have to, I mean, there's all these energies and and social media is a big one. So
1: yeah, it's so good. Well, what I will say is like, again, people, randomly find me through a Google search or because of social media. So I'm never going to knock it. It's a very beautiful thing. And what a privilege it is for us to live at this time to have it. Um, speaking of there's a whole bunch of things going on in my life. Let me share a little bit about them. I was just about to ask, (laughs) (laughs) I will be like, wait a minute, Ash, that was so delicious. How do we get in touch? So tell me everything. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all can find me on social media at Ash Inspires. I'd love to have you guys come on. I've got a special little thing coming around. I'm taking less time on social. So we're going to be moving on to a private podcast platform.
0: Congrats.
1: So if you a want in on that private podcast. I want it. in on that. The only way you can get it, find me on social because that's where I'm going to announce it first or get on okay. my email list. So There's that. I also have a container that is a six month mastermind specifically for women who are ready to level up in life and their authority and their impact, and honestly stepping into their role as the generational pattern breaker in their family and in their lives. So that program is called elevate. You can join it now. Um, I don't know what time we're going to air this, but it's available Okay, great. So it's still available to enroll if anyone's interested in that. Otherwise, you definitely want to get on my email list. Let's become community members, get to know my vibe a little bit more. And 2022 is going to be a really great year.
0: It sure is. Thank you so much. Any last words or the, the usual thing that I end with, but I almost feel like we covered it is Any words of wisdom or prayers for those who discover your work and who come through you and dive in to do this work
1: together with you? What is your prayer for them? Well, thank you for that. That's really, that feels great. Oh, my prayer for y'all who feel called (laughs) to work with me, to interact with me, or really anyone who is holding the energetics around ancestral healing and reclamation and really embodying the abundance and the freedom that you deserve to live in this lifetime at this time is to cultivate both courage and compassion that you know that you are more than capable of holding this work and being a new imprint of a human in this lifetime in the ways that we need it the most, that you're able to unlock the juiciness that you already are and have always been born to carry in this world. I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to chat with you and to share my voice and wisdom and let it just marinate in the lands Mm. and multiply for us tenfold. All good things to everyone listening. Blessings.
0: And so it is. Thank you so so much. Thank you to everyone listening. As always, you know, I'm just madly in love with you. This is my favorite thing to do. And I know you two now understand why I'm so obsessed with Ash. So we'll be linking everything that she shared in the show notes. So it will be easy to find her. And I'm just so grateful for y'all for being on this journey with me. It is going to be a fantastic year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, keep growing.